The scripture for our consideration this Ash Wednesday evening is from the book of Joel, verses 1 and 2, and verses 12 through 17. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the blackness, pardon me, blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. In Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Al Ribby and Bob Swanson, for being here reading. So nice to have you here tonight. God's grace and peace on this Ash Wednesday evening to all of you. I attended a training last Saturday, and Andy Root, a professor at Luther Seminary, is one of the leaders, shared this story. 
there was a conflict in a church leadership group, so much so that the leaders needed to come together to figure out what was going on in hopes that they somehow could get unstuck. As they gathered, they were asked to sit in chairs across from each other, so two rows with two people looking at each other. They were matched two by two. And so a young woman named Jody, who was active and eager, always willing to do what was needed at church, sat across from Dave, who was clearly involved in the church and also quite verbose, challenging everyone and everything. So with only a notepad and a pencil, Jody was asked to draw Dave's face, and then Dave was asked to draw Jody's. And so after time was given for drawing, the whole group gathered back together and was asked about the experience. And people began to slowly share and agree that it was uncomfortably odd, but it seemed to be helpful. Dave was asked about his thoughts and without filter, he replied, it was really difficult for me to look at Jody. I felt like she was judging me. Jody began to blink back tears. After the awkward silence and an exhale, Dave continued. He began to share that his adult daughter, about the age of Jody, needed to move home. Her debilitating depression was impacting her ability to work and she could no longer support herself. Up to this point, Dave had shared with members of church that his daughter just was not able to come to church anymore because of her work. It is hard to see your kids suffer, Dave shared. I wish it were different, and I guess when I see Jody, I think about what my daughter might be like if she was healthy. The room was hushed, and the whole gathering was awakened to Dave's confession. His exhale of raw truth and vulnerability, which when released, allowed everyone to breathe again and to see Dave humanly and authentically. The heaviness of all that Dave was holding was released and the group now could help shoulder the weight of his pain and his grief. In that moment, everyone there realized they were more the same than different. What was fire blazing before now turned to ash. Something happens when we confess when we name who we are and who we are not, when we dare to touch what lies beneath the surface, 
what is holding us back from fully engaging in life. It is so hard to do, but when we speak it, our frailty is released. We exhale in order to be able to inhale again. We will do a lot of confessing tonight. It is what we do on Ash Wednesday, this beginning of Lent. Instead of holding it in, we let it out. Yet, it is easy to hide behind the well-crafted words that the church has written to name just about everything that we as humans have either done wrong or have forgotten to do right. But we will confess it tonight. Name the snarls of being human and all the bad choices that come with it. We try to release every little bit of brokenness in the hope that forgiveness will find a way in. Yet what about the confession that is deeply personal like Dave's in this story? There needs to be a place to confess this too. And I invite you somehow, some way, in this worship service or later to make time for that. So you can hear that we are not supposed to carry the burdens of this life on our own. The grieving like Dave for a healthy daughter. The pressure to have to do everything on our own. When there is a place to be real about the lacking, the challenges, and the aches of this life, we become human. We see each other for who we are. We are able to connect to the human experience, and a place is opened to hear that even God loves us and claims us just as we are. As Pastor Joel shared, each week in Lent, we're focusing on one re-word, a word that starts with R-E. And tonight, it is repent. Repentance is what comes after confession. If confession is the what, then repentance is the now what. The movement that takes us from where we are to another place to allow us con to connect again with God and each other. We don't get to hear the rest of Dave and Jody's story, but repentance is the mood in the room after Dave dared to tell his story. Repentance is how Jody and Dave were able to meet on level ground, to speak and to listen to each other, to give and to receive. For that group of leaders to be in relationship again. To repent is both human and holy. In our scripture tonight, and with Angela's playing, the sounding of the trumpet blows with the call to prepare the people for battle. 
they are prepared to fight with fists up and armor on. But unexpectedly, the trumpet blows again a second time, now with a melody of grace, to gather all people to assembly, young and old, able and disabled, with an invitation from God to repent, to return, not to fight or hold it together, but to live. God meets our defensiveness and our confession with an unconditional promise of forgiveness, of a new beginning, an opportunity to connect with each other and live again. These weeks of Lent are a time to confess and repent. Speak your story. Release what is so heavy so we can connect in our shared vulnerabilities and brokenness. And then hear through scripture that God chooses to be revealed in this human experience as well. Confess tonight. Rend your heart like the prophet Joel says to dare to be open to the place within you where you hold all that is too much. Name it, and then return to God into this human life which is both beautiful and broken. God breathed into dust to form life. That same divine breath is still clothed and breathing, creating and recreating, mixing and connecting. And so tonight, in repentance, ashes mix with the oil from olives, something dead mixing with something alive that marks the place where God's promise will be found. Amen.